let's start here because uh, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, uh, would they do this while I'm still alive? How does this work? But I I think, you know, you did give an explanation. But perhaps uh, if you can just take us through this process of exactly how you go about harvesting skin and how do you keep it for future use? Yeah. Look, uh, skin donation really goes hand in hand with organ donation and tissue donation in general. So all of those things, uh, we can only donate after death. Now, to be an organ donor, one has to unfortunately die in exactly the right circumstances. You need to be in hospital, in ICU, on life support to be able to be an organ donor. And of course, with organ donors, organs, we mean the heart, lungs, kidneys, pancreas, and so on. But most of us do not end up in those circumstances and are not able to donate organs, even if we wanted to. But under any other circumstances, we can donate tissue. Now, tissue includes bone, skin, corneas, and heart valves. And all of those are Equally important, we have a desperate need for all of them, and it really affects thousands of people's lives in our country every every year. But the one unique thing about skin is that it really saves lives. You know, Sakina, there isn't really uh, good alternatives for patients who suffer big burn wounds, and we're talking about people, children primarily, who suffer 60% and more burns. And the only way to treat them is with another human skin that is used almost like a bandage. It's temporarily put onto the the wound of the patient, the burn wound. It can stay there for about two weeks' time. And that is just enough opportunity to help the patient uh, stabilize. It keeps infection out. It keeps all the uh, important uh, moisture inside. And it helps the patient's body to start healing again and create its own new skin. All that skin that was burnt off, your own body builds new skin from underneath again. So it's a wonderful thing that saves lives. Um, but when we talk about the donor, um, it's important to know that when you donate skin, we remove only the very, very top layer of skin in a couple of strips um, from the upper arms, the chest, maybe the back and the thighs of the donor. But, of course, it is done with a very uh, expensive, fancy uh, instrument that we call a dermatome. And then the skin is removed in little strips of about 5 centimeters to 20, by 20 centimeters, just the top layer. And as I say, there's no, uh, you know, it doesn't go in deep, so there's no bleeding. It really looks like sunburn after that top layer has been removed, and that we can then use very effectively again on a patient. Hmm. Um, and I think um, what's important, sorry, to just remember with all of this type of donation is that one body remains completely intact. You know, there's not uh, something scary to look at now. One can still have a viewing after, afterwards, you know, at the burial or at the cremation. It makes no difference to all of those arrangements. And Sandra, you know, uh, when you, for example, have a blood transfusion, uh, you know, they would match blood types and so on and so forth. Mm. Uh, Does it work pretty much the same way with skin donation or is skin just skin? 
Yeah, no, skin is just skin, you know, and that's the interesting thing. We all seem to be so different, but once we go through the skin, we're all exactly the same on the inside. And no, skin can be transplanted or donated from any person to anybody else. And people also ask me, so, Sandra, now can you use some white skin on a black person? Can you use brown skin on a white person? How does this work? And, um, you know, although it would have been nice to create a real rainbow nation, it doesn't actually work like that because, as I say, the donor skin is just there temporarily. Um, so any color skin can work on any color uh, patient, and that it's in the end, it's the patient's own body that builds its own new skin, and that's the skin that we will see long term. The donor skin, which may be of different color, uh, completely disappears. In fact, the doctor removes it once uh, the skin from underneath has healed sufficiently enough. And Sandra, how big is the demand currently? Well, so, you know, that's the scary part. It is really big. Um, and especially during winter months, we have a lot of shack fires. You know, a lot of people are dependent on, on fire in their homes. So children burn with hot water all the time. But in summer, particularly in the Western Cape, we have the problem with all the big salt fires. So although we want to say the demand is bigger in winter, it actually is right through. Um, and also, you know, uh, the problem is we try to treat patients or not we hospitals try to treat patients with other means. Um, but now we actually at a place that because of the shortage of skin, the doctors will say there isn't enough skin, we can't even begin to treat this patient. And that can have a, a devastating result that the patient actually dies. So, you know, I can't give you numbers because skin is not one of those things that we can list. You know, mm. people go on a on a waiting list for a heart or a waiting list for cornea. Actually, with skin, it's, it's when this thing happens, when the fire is there, that is when you need it. So we try to bank um, skin, but I must say to you that we have hardly anything in our fridges. As it comes in, it's already needed and it goes out straight away. Wow.